0: Friends, hello, and welcome to episode 547 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today, my guest is Nidia, and she is the mother of a child with type 1 diabetes who also has ADHD. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. This conversation, as I'm thinking back on it now, I think involved Japan, uh, moving, It was a lot happening. I hope you enjoy it. I made the edit to this episode like three weeks ago, so at this very moment, as I'm putting together 12 episodes in a row so that I can go on, uh, not even vacation, I'm going away for the weekend to go to a wedding, I'm just trying to get ahead. Um, Everything's running together on me a little bit. I apologize for that, but Nidia was terrific, that I remember, I remember having a really warm and wonderful conversation with her. And I hope that while you're listening, you remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your health care plan or becoming bold with insulin. This episode of the juice box podcast is brought to you through the generous support of touched by type one. Learn more about them at touchedbytypeone.org one.org or on their Facebook page or Instagram. Do you remember when PBS used to do that? Like today's programming is brought to you through the generous support of our sponsors and then they would list them off and you could buy an umbrella or something like that. I should start doing that. It sounded very official. Anyway, uh, one other thing before I get you to the show. There are a number of people who support me in the work I do through buymeacoffee.com forward slash juiceboxpodcast. And there were a number of people that came in this week to buy me a cup of coffee, but I'm here to list the ones who became members. Someone who used the name someone. Sue, Yoli, Sarah, Amy, Stephen, Connie, Anna, Laura, Miranda, Melanie, another someone, Corey, Jessica, Nancy, Sue, Shannon, Marilyn, Alyssa, Larissa, Melissa, Leah, Blue, Julia, Julie, Grace, Daniel, Jennifer, and Jeanette. Thank you so much, everyone. That is just very kind of you, and I really appreciate it. BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Podcast.
1: I, I was like nervous. I Now I get why people get nervous, because you're now like a celebrity.
0: That's silly. You realize
1: you right? <laughs> yeah. For the type one diabetic community, you're you're like a celebrity. You're like
0: I woke so up. So it's like oh well, if this makes you feel better, I woke up this morning late. Uh, so I'm still sitting here in a pair of sweatpants, like excited <laughs> to take a shower after you and I are finished.
1: You uh, know, I thought that was the case. I'm like, I'm sure. Cause you're so you've done this for so many years. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. He's
1: probably still asleep.
0: I'm not prepping for like, I've been up for 45 minutes. Don't get me wrong. But like, I took the dogs out and fed them and. You know, like, that's pretty much it, and now we'll do this. I th- The idea that there's any celebrity attached to this is is patently uh, ridiculous, so don't worry about that, okay? <laughs> um, I All just, right, yeah, fine. Right, so you don't go. take it. <laughs> I, 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 no, I appreciate it. I really do, but uh, it just, you don't need to be, ner- you know what, it's funny. You don't need to be nervous, and yet everyone's okay, I'm always mad. nervous, so All I right. don't know what to say about that. Um, go ahead, whenever you're ready.
1: My name is Nidia, and for the purposes of your podcast uh i am the mother of an 11 year old type 1 diabetic Mm -hmm. i'll use his name his name is santiago and we've been at it for almost like three and a half years almost four this is like we're starting our fourth year it'll be his fourth year in august so he was diagnosed uh august of uh 2017
0: when he was like seven ish uh
1: yeah i think he was eight eight was he eight yeah he'll be 12 this year
0: i like it when you can't remember the dates anymore
1: i know yeah (laughs) i had to think about it yeah
0: my wife's like remember um we were talking about when artemis diagnosed and uh and she looked at me and she's like you don't know the date right i was like i have no idea i said i know i know it's in august Ish. So you don't
1: know the date? I know the date. Do you? August, yeah, 24th, the 24th is when we went to the hospital.
0: August 24th is when you went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Arden was the 22nd, maybe, or if I'm remembering the 22nd because that's her birthday. There's no way she was diagnosed <laughs> on the same day as her birthday. You
1: right? said a couple weeks after her, her second birthday. birthday. I, yeah. I think I remember that from yeah,
0: the podcast. Yeah, 100%. So she's the, she was born uh, July twenty two. So, a few weeks later. So,
1: at 14 days.
0: I don't know. For, you, you were very literal when I said a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry.
0: The, you yeah, should,
1: you're right. August sometime, yeah. yeah.
0: When you t- when I say a couple of weeks, what you should infer from that is, I don't remember the exact length okay. of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I like that you're like, few is three, Scott. A couple is two. And damn it, 14 days after the 22nd is when Harden was diagnosed.
1: <laughs> I'm a math person. I'm actually a math teacher. Oh, so. really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you say a couple weeks. I'm like fourteen days.
0: Gotcha, <laughs> and it has to be. Um, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm gonna. I'm going on my blog now to see if I can figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go ahead.
0: Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling. It's a very well written diagnosis story. Hold on a second. Uh,
1: I should write my own before I forget the more details than I already have.
0: Yeah, the details will leave you. Well, there you go. I do not put the date in here Uh, i know i launched the blog in 2007 was the year after would i have had the foresight to do it on the exact day probably i don't know you're a man so probably not probably not (laughs) (laughs) seems like a lot of planning doesn't it okay so santiago's uh is uh tell me a little bit about his diagnosis please
1: okay so Let me take you way back. So we're a military family. Mm -hmm. And we were stationed in Okinawa, Japan from 2013. No, 14, sorry. To 2017. Yes, that's three years. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really tough for me because we had been on the West coast in California for 17 years, you know, like I had ne- never moved. I didn't want to move. And I, I hated the idea of being overseas. Cause I was away from my family even more. Uh, I'm originally from El Paso, Texas. And so, you know, uh, we were in San Diego, so that's not too far. It, it's a 12 hour drive. And I just hated that idea, but, well, too bad, military. You go, or he goes alone, and I wasn't gonna let that happen. Not with uh, three kids. By the, you know, I had we had three kids at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, we left. We're there, and the last year, well, school year, two thousand sixteen through two thousand seventeen, my mom gets sick. And so, I mean, she's always had health problems and stuff, and but this time it was a a different. You know, she lost weight. Mm -hmm. Um, She couldn't eat. She was in pain. She cried on the phone with me all the time, and you know, I was, I was away in Okinawa, and she was in Texas, and I. (sighs) That's what I feared the most, you know from going to Okinawa, something would happen. And it did the last year. And so she got sick. She got diagnosed. I I flew over because she was going to have a procedure done in like late November. So we get to, well, I get, I, by that time I had had my fourth child, which is uh, a little girl. I had three boys and I finally had a little girl. So I, I took her with me and I left my three boys behind and I was supposed to only be there for the operation. We were thinking it was just a tumor, but, you know, we find out it's cancer, stage four. And so, gosh, I always get emotional. Sorry.
0: No, it's fine. I didn't <laughs> know this was going to happen. Like, as you started talking, I was like, what's what's about to happen here? Uh, so, 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 but I
1: always do, you know, and I, oh, I, I, and I, I, I like to cry it out because it just, it's always on the back of my mind. It's always um it's something that you know it's like the grief that you always carry that yeah. it just kind of pops up yeah and it's okay I'm okay with it I'm okay crying and I, I'm sorry if I make you uncomfortable well, but no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay crying
0: no, don't worry I'll be crying by the time we're done apparently too <laughs> so be fine so, so, you, so let me just understand mm-hmm. one thing you took your daughter because she was little yes. and were the boys sort of old enough to stay with her father was that the idea
1: yeah, kind of. My youngest was 3 I think at that time. So let me see. Two th- yeah, he was 3 cuz he was born in 2013. So he was 3, so, but he went to daycare cuz I I was uh, online teaching and stuff and and uh, I would always take him to daycare cuz I didn't have time to him and the little gr- my little girl. I would always take them to daycare cuz I didn't have time to do online school. And it's not like I'm teaching, but I'm grading papers and I'm replying to emails and I couldn't do it with them being at home. Yeah. So they always went to daycare. So that was set up nicely for my husband, for him to take care of that three-year-old because it was an all-day daycare. Mm-hmm. So I took my little girl with me and it was only supposed to be two weeks. So find out, you know, she has cancer and she went through her operation. She was in the rehab and she begged me, you know, just come back. And and I said okay, I'm staying. And so, and my mother-in-law was also like, yeah, you should stay. And I said, okay, well, I'm staying indefinitely. So I ended up staying from November all the way to April. Wow. Yeah. So that was, it was so tough on me. I mean, me emotionally and the kids, obviously, but me, because I'd have these dreams of, um, that I'd lose my kids. Like I just went to the park and I left them there and I left and you know, and I, it was because of, I left my three-year-old because he, you know, yeah. the other ones, they can find their way home. The three-year-old, oh, that hurts so bad. Anyway, back to the point. Did you ever consider them
0: packaging <laughs> the three-year-old up and shipping them to you? That was, I,
1: they I they should have. <laughs> I mean, you poke a couple
0: of holes in the side of the box, the kid's probably going to be fine. As long as you write Handle with Care on the side of it. I've always it, The boxes that are marked like that always show up at my house very, very well.
1: Th- maybe that that would have helped ease some of my pain but uh, you know that
0: <laughs> so, so so I want to really understand um you know it obviously you just felt like you abandoned your daughter and uh, and we know you didn't but it that's right. how it was striking you and you you you're describing 5 months or so right that you were gone it's a long time it is yeah, yeah. and and so- I was -hmm. Were you caring for your mom, or were you just there supporting? Yes,
1: I was. No, I was helping my dad because it's only my dad. um, Help. I was helping him take care of her um, with whatever he needs because you know he's a man, and I mean, God bless him. He's wonderful, and I I love him. He's he took care of her so well, but I was there to also emotionally help him go through this, you know, and help each other go through this, and just you know, taking care of my mom's needs whenever she needed to be bathed or, I mean, he did it too. Don't get me wrong, but
0: it's a lot it for gets one so person. tiring. And he's, he was probably older too. How old was your mom he at this is. point?
1: She was 73.
0: Seven. Oh my gosh. And your father is similar age.
1: Yes. He's seven. He was 75. Yeah. He's uh, two years older than.
0: Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. help, help is definitely needed.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I have two other brothers, but. My younger one he's has uh, got his own family and and the older one he's a lost soul you know he's like alcohol drugs I mean that that's a whole different story
0: well, we weren't <laughs> so calling I was him the, for help yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly we were not going to ask him for in help he, in fact he was more damage you know than help so so I was there and and I'm the only girl in the family and It's kind of expected. I don't know.
0: No, I understand what you're saying. I I don't understand why it happens like this, but it definitely does happen like this. Because you said something so interesting. You said, you know, my brother has his own family. But you have a family and your brother wasn't like helping going, oh, my sister can't be here. She has a family. It's just that it's the way. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know,
1: he's he's a teacher and he has his own job. And I, I get yeah, he, he couldn't be there 24 seven. And and I was working online and that kind of just worked out because easier. I could work from anywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. um, God, God, I I don't want to, I don't want to take you through the pain of your mom and there's no reason to, I just have this feeling like you're going to tell me that while you were gone, your son was diagnosed with type one. No, no. no. Okay.
1: But, but that's where it all kind of began. I think that stress that was put on him without his mom for almost, you know, half a year (sighs) was a big stress on him. Don't you think?
0: Um, I think that when I look back and look at all the things, uh, medical that I've seen pop up in people's lives that are wrapped around autoimmune somehow, there is some sort of a major stressor at some point, which sucks because it leaves people with the idea that if a major stressor never happened, this might Mm -hmm. not have ever happened to me. But you know, at some point in life, something stressful is going to happen. So
1: yeah, yeah. it'll happen at you're right at some point. And so who, who would have known but I mean, I'm not pinpointing it to that. But that was a big stressor on him. And well, let, let me take you back even further. When he was born, that was in 2009. Um, we had just moved from, I mean, okay. (laughs) From San Diego, California to Oceanside, California, which is like 50 miles away. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, and he was born in Oceanside because my husband, you know, changed jobs and, um, I was pregnant. I I had just left a job that I had in San Diego and, you know, I I had stress at that time. And when he was born, uh, my husband's like, oh, by the way, I'm getting deployed to, um, was it Afghanistan? Yeah, to Afghanistan. And (laughs) so, you know, I was so stressed and the baby, he was a baby. He, I, I, I remember thinking when he woke up in the middle of the night crying, 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 I'd be like, oh, my gosh, when can I return this baby? And then I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is my baby. I can't return him anywhere. And I was, like, overwhelmed with this, like, oh, my gosh, because he would cry so much.
0: Yeah. No, it's terrible. And, it, yeah. Seriously, raising a child is a hellscape. And, uh, and they start crying or, you know, my son threw up a lot in the beginning, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's just you're not ready for it is the truth. You know,
1: he was know. my second child, still. but but still, yeah, it yeah. was very overwhelming because there's like a five-year gap between my firstborn and him.
0: Yeah. No, it's just, it's just a different thing. Like now, if you could put me – if you could take my head and drop it in a 25-year-old body, I could raise a kid like – Yeah. No problem <laughs> now. I agree. Yeah, because now I know – what to ignore and what to pay attention to, and exactly. I know what's important and what's not, and and I know what's uh, scary and what isn't. Now I have all the information and none of the energy. I'd be a terrific parent oh, yeah. now of a younger yep. child, but <laughs> none it, of the
1: energy though. No, no right.
0: It, but if, in truth, if you brought a baby here, I would die in like three weeks of being exhausted, <laughs> probably. You know. Well, 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 you're ready to be a grandparent, oh, maybe. I, I don't, please. I just, <laughs> I got it. So there are some days with this autoimmune stuff. I got to tell you, I'm just ready to get to the end, like whatever that is. Like let's let's fast forward, please. A cure. That's the end. I don't know. Like I would like (laughs) like this to stop, please. Um, but no. But seriously, like sorry. Yeah. No. 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 So So we were back. Yeah. yeah, Let me go back to the story. So
1: I remember him spitting up a lot as a baby. And sorry, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna take you back even more. In the last like trimester of my pregnancy, like the last month or so, I remember like my urine smelling very sweet. Like, like I never had maple syrup, but I think like maple syrup, Mm -hmm. it was very sweet. And that kind of struck me. I'm like, "Mm, that's kind of weird that this never happened with my first child. Anyway, I wonder if anyone else, you know, had that in their last few months of pregnancy and has a type one child. But anyway, he spit up a lot as a baby. He wouldn't, he didn't like for us to hold him like laying down. He always wanted to be upright, like over your shoulder.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I remember that. Um, And as he grew, I remember him having like really poor eye contact with us. Um, He was very, what what is that word that they don't think about the consequences? Uh, not a daredevil. He uh, impulsive. Thank okay. you.
0: Right. He okay. was
1: very impulsive, and he was like a little daredevil. I remember the word parkour because he would like jump around, and, and <laughs> I, <laughs> at that time, parkour was like really
0: yeah.
1: popular. But he was two years old. He didn't know anything about you know
0: popular but he, things. He or, just threw but himself would, all over the place.
1: Yeah. He would jump off of, you know, small benches and didn't think like, I'm going to get hurt where my, my first who, yeah, I know he was already five, but at that age, he, he knew there were consequences. He, he was more laid back and he m- more settled down. So mm-hmm. I noticed that difference in, in, in my type one, he was very different than brother. And when I tried to teach him stuff like letters and stuff before he went into kindergarten, he would close his eyes on me and he wouldn't open them and I couldn't teach him anything. He went into kindergarten knowing two letters, the letter O and the letter X. That's all he knew. And I was so embarrassed, you know, but I, you can't teach Your child, you know. I mean, I didn't also didn't want to to hate learning, so I I just backed off.
0: And so, anytime you tried to like direct him with something or focus him on something, he just stopped you.
1: Yeah, he would just close his eyes and didn't want to hear it. (laughs) So so I, he went into kindergarten knowing nothing. Almost, I don't, I don't think he didn't even know how to like write his name.
0: Mm -hmm. Anyway,
1: that's that. mm -hmm.
0: Do you realize? About ADHD at that point, or how long does it take I didn't, you to figure that out? I,
1: I, you know, I didn't think anything of about ADHD. I just thought, I, I didn't, I, I didn't even think anything. I, mm. I just thought, what a difficult child. He's always been a difficult child. <laughs> he's hard to, he's hard to love. That's what I tell him. It, you're hard to love because of the, of your behavior. Hmm. And I'm so mean and strict. And <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm just trying to teach him well. So he,
0: is is adhd like is it autoimmune how do people think how does it thought of
1: i don't think it's autoimmune i think there's something with their brain chemistry or something like that that it's different it's wired differently and i mean he's he is kind of weird like ever since he was small you know we're having a conversation whatever and he's like oh my gosh look at that bug and it's like on the wall, something you would ignore completely,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he will focus on the tiniest, thing. insignificant things. And oh, he, video games—he could be there all day.
0: I wonder why. That you know, was. it. I, I, I he guess, could focus on that. Yeah, that—that's no problem. School still—is school still an issue as he's older?
1: No, because he's on medication.
0: Ah, okay. Um, I I have to be honest. Um, studies indicate that both children and adults can develop ADHD. Infections and an autoimmune response can cause encephalitis, brain inflammation, which may result in behavioral changes. Or I don't know if that's very, maybe that's a very specific thing. I'm not certain. But there now, is no.
1: Let me well. Let me take you back again to the diagnosis story. Okay, yeah, go so ahead. we yeah. So this you know all this poor eye contact and refusal to learn and. Carried him into kindergarten. Mm. And so he's still okay in kindergarten. You know, he didn't have a, he, we. He, he's not diagnosed with type one. But in kindergarten, his teacher uh, tells me he rolls around on the carpet, doesn't listen. Um, he doesn't do his work when, you know, they, you give him a worksheet and it just sits there unless someone's right there. Telling him exactly <laughs> what mm-hmm. to do. Oh, Lord. So that's when I took him to um, – I'm telling you his, his uh, ADHD diagnosis and his type 1 diagnosis, okay, wanna, at the have, same time.
0: Well, no, that's fine because after we get through it, I want to understand how it impacts your life with type 1 and all that. So it's fine.
1: Oh, gosh, yes. So
0: <laughs> Can I ask <laughs> a does. question before we move forward? And sure. please don't take this the wrong way. Do you have ADHD?
1: I. You know, I know my brother probably does. I think I.
0: You can't blame me for doing that. I grew up on 70s and 80s television where there was a cliffhanger like every week. It's just how my brain works. I waited an entire summer to find out who shot JR, and It wasn't that exciting when you found out. I'm just here real quick to tell you about Touched by Type 1. It's a type one diabetes organization whose goal is to raise money towards a cure and help people living with type one diabetes. That really is it. You should learn more about them at touched one.org. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, but you really just take a minute and check out the website. They're doing some pretty great stuff down there. Touched one.org while I have your attention, I'm going to remind you that there is a series within the podcast. Actually, there are a number of them. I'm just going to go over them super quickly, and that's for new listeners, and then uh, we're right back to it. There is the Diabetes Pro Tip series. Uh, I can't tell you how proud I am of those. I hope you find them. They begin at episode 210 in your podcast player and are listed at diabetesprotip.com. Also at that link is the Defining Diabetes series, which I don't even know. Started so long ago, I couldn't even tell you when, but somewhere in the 200s. And again, they're also listed at DiabetesProTip.com, and they're on the front page of JuiceBoxPodcast.com. The Diabetes Variables series is really picking up steam. There's, I think, like eight or nine episodes of those at this point. Really wonderful short conversations talking about the different variables that impact your life with type 1. There's the After Dark series where we talk about everything from having sex with type 1 diabetes to complications to to getting high while you have type 1 and having bipolar, just a bunch of stuff that you don't hear about usually. But we talk about here on the podcast. There's a series about algorithm pumping, how people eat, all different kinds of how people eat episodes, flexitarian, intermittent fasting, Bernstein, FODMAP, on and on and on. I'm proud of those series and I hope you find them can be tough, I know, with a podcast that has over 500 episodes to find 10 or 20 mixed in somewhere. And that's why you need to go to juiceboxpodcast.com or diabetesprotip.com to find them. I really think they'll be worth your while. All right, that's it for today. Touchbytype1.org. And then check out the, uh, you know, make sure you understand everything that's inside the podcast. The show has really become a tapestry of information about diabetes and I'm trying to help you find all the patches because I know some of them might be blending in at this point. Hey, while you're at juiceboxpodcast.com, up at the top, there's a link to the free private Facebook group. There are over 15,000 people in there now talking about type 1 diabetes. I bet you have a lot in common with them. That's about it. All right, let's get back to Nidia. Find out if she has ADHD.
1: No, I don't. Okay, cuz you just have but, a
0: your your storytelling style is interesting. It's different than most people that that I talk to.
1: I want to get everything in there. How's that? Yeah.
0: You you feel compelled <laughs> not to miss anything?
1: Yeah, I, I want to get everything in there and I I know you don't have that much time. No,
0: you're fine. You're telling a story. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like John Travolta is alive, then <laughs> he's dead, then he's alive again. <laughs> i'm just yeah
1: and it happened yeah it happened so long ago too and i just kind of want to go in chronological order so i don't miss things you
0: you don't have to feel any pressure but i i i appreciate i just was like i gotta ask because you jump back and forth a lot in your story so i was like is she sorry no no don't be sorry i'm just checking into things well however (laughs) this goes is how it goes you don't need to feel any pressure about that um okay but yeah so okay so he's in school Um, acts like you expect in kindergarten, you know, there's not a lot to do, but you're saying he can focus on some things, but not on other things. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what I would do if you put me in that situation. I'm sure I would cry in a closet, but you know,
1: teacher told me, and she, I don't know if it was her idea or my idea to get him tested for ADHD. Mm -hmm. And so we went through the process. He gets a Vanderbilt assessment, which is like a test like not it's not a test. It's a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So the teacher fills it out. the mother fills it out, and somebody else who helps or you know, who yeah. sees him interact. and he gets like threes on, fails to give attention to detail or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork. A three very often mm-hmm. has difficulty sustaining attention to tasks or activities. a three. Does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. Three. So right. everything that teacher fills out points to um, ADHD. This yeah. is kindergarten. Yeah. And I read your, I mean, I I read, I listened to your red dye story. Okay. And I, I somebody did tell me about that, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just to me just that even overwhelmed me just the reading labels and the uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'll try but no i i think it was beyond my a red dye and i have two other kids and i was pregnant and you know i'm like i i can't i can't i can't do the red try the red dye thing i barely have you know enough time to give him attention as it is i'm not going to be reading but i mean not that that's bad i'm sure if, if you have you know
0: You have time to do that. I think it's interesting with a lot of autoimmune stuff and and things like this that you think there might be an underlying cause. Like I think there's a difference between an underlying cause that you can impact and an underlying cause has already done what it's going to do. And you know what I mean? And it's so it's Mm -hmm. hard and it's hard to know because there are just so many streams of information and the only way you can really figure it out is online. And people, sh- and with people sharing their experiences, right? And so it works for some things like diabetes. Like, I think that this podcast works well for people who have type 1 or are using insulin. But when you start getting into, you know, I, I have this thing and it's because of my dog's, you know, fleas. But another person has the same thing and it's because it's an autoimmune disorder. But a third person has the same, you know, symptom, but it's from something else. How do you know which one of those things is the thing that's impacting you, or the even if cup, yeah. or even if they are. You know, like maybe yours is another thing that's that and so that is a round. Yeah. It is yeah. Very, very difficult to figure out. And some people figure it out by mistake. Uh, some people do very specific like eliminations of things, like take everything away and start over again. But I've also seen, you know, bright people try elimination diets for issues they're having with their body, and they never come to an answer. And yep. so, and
1: yeah, you know, and I was not willing. I mean, I, you know, I just had a baby. <laughs> I had just had a baby by this, another baby by this point. So I have four, four kids.
0: Right.
1: I was not going to try the red dye, you know, elimination thing with the other. Uh, no,
0: it's too much. It's just, it, well, and, and the truth, listen, the truth is, is you could have done it and then nothing might have happened. And then true. I, I don't know. And where, then and then, where do you go Time from there? wasted. Well, it, it's yeah. just, it's not even the wasted time. It's the like, what's next? And how yeah, many? That's and, true. and how do I even find out what's next? And it's just and doctors are not always, you know. It's such a it's such a we're getting away from diabetes for a second. You go to into a doctor and you say, "Look, these are my symptoms," and all a doctor does is go back to um, credited research and see what your symptoms point to. It's not like a doctor, some magical person who hears what you say and then goes, oh, I know exactly, exactly what this is. You got to stop drinking iced tea. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's <laughs> yep. not like that. It's um. it's very, um. you know, it's a, it's eliminating things. It's coming up with possibilities and then eliminating them and then more and more and more. And I don't know, like doctors have trouble doing it. Uh, people have trouble doing it. Uh, mothers have trouble doing it. It's not an easy thing to get something like this that is, you know whatever type one. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of confusing stuff. And in the Mm -hmm. meantime, you're going through terrible things around it as well.
1: Exactly. And like, and the terrible thing is he was falling behind in school, yeah which I didn't like. He got his, he got diagnosed at the end of kindergarten Mm -hmm. and he was below reading level at that time. You know, he was I saw it right now. I've kept a lot of the papers, <clears throat> excuse me, that they gave me. And it said uh, he was reading below grade level. So, first grade comes around and I, you know, I put him on medication. He started on Ritalin and I, that was scary. He acted like a zombie and he would fall easily. He, I, it, it was just, I got scared. Not good, <laughs> I yeah. said, no, not this one. But I kept him on it for a little bit and it did help. His teachers noticed. They would tell me, "Yeah, he he's a little more focused," but I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't so like then, a magic pill either. It wasn't like he took it exactly. Then, it's yeah.
1: not a magic. I mean, it kind of, sort of. I mean, I it it does help a lot. But but you're right. It's not a magic pill. It takes away their uh, appetite. They they do kind of change their 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 behavior which sometimes is good and for him it was good he was able to pay attention Mm -hmm. he was able to learn more and and it is good so but so I started him on Ritalin that happened and then I switched to someone told me about Concerta so I got him on Concerta and that worked better for the rest of the school year first grade okay so Concerta did good except at the end of the day, when it wore off, he was real. he was yelling, he was cranky. And I mean, he does that, but it was over the top. So I decided, you know, I'm going to not do anything starting his second grade year. And so I didn't, we, we didn't have him on any medication and they asked us and we said, well, we're just going to see what happens. Hopefully, you know, he grew, he matured. Maybe he doesn't need it. Well, he, No, same thing. (laughs) Second grade comes around and no, he's he's still not mature. He's all, he was a little better because I guess, you know, the first year, his first uh, grade year, I think he got used to the idea of doing work and learning. And Mm -hmm. so I think that it helped a lot, but second grade, he still needed it in my opinion, but we didn't. And dad was very reluctant to go to medication And I was too at the beginning and a lot of people are, Mm -hmm. and I felt guilty and I felt shame, like, oh my gosh, I've got my kid on ADHD medication. But honestly, at that point, I felt that way, Um, but I don't anymore. And I, I feel bad when people say like, oh, my kid has ADHD and and then someone's like, we'll try to change their diet or try to do this or, you know, like to avoid medication and I really don't think people should shame someone for using medication with their child because some of us need it.
0: Yeah, I, I listen, I think if you need it, you need it. I wonder, do you feel like they were trying to shame you by saying don't try medication, do something else, or did you just feel shame about it?
1: I just felt shame about it just because it's, it's out there, you know, like you read things or people on TV or to social media are very quick to, to judge that. Right. And I, I, I kind of knew that even though no one really shamed me, Mm -hmm. except my husband, he's like, I don't like it. You know, what if we try it without? And, but I was, I just went with it and excuse me and it helped so much. And I, I don't regret it. And he's still on medication, you know? So I, I, I it's a find, decision. I,
0: what did you find that worked for him?
1: Okay. So finally, so second grade, no medication. Right. Let me go with my timeline.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's when I left him for five months. Mm. I came back. We, we enjoy, you know, after my mom passed away, I, I, we had like three months left in Okinawa. I enjoyed my summer with them. I would take them to the beach. Uh, lot, did lots of things, but uh, what I remember specifically was when we went to the beach one time. He got cut his 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 on his foot, mm-hmm. and it kind of looked like athlete's foot, and but it wasn't. It was a cut, and it wouldn't heal. It wouldn't heal. It wouldn't heal. And then my husband was like, "Well, maybe it's athlete's foot," and he put some antifungal. It still wouldn't have healed, but slowly it healed. I remember that specifically. And I also remember one time he ate a bunch of red velvet Oreo cookies and he got really sick. He threw it all up mm-hmm. in his room and it was red and the carpet got <laughs> a big stain on it. But I also remember another time uh, I left him with a friend and, his, and my friend, she fed them cereal the whole day. <laughs> she said... I just said, go at it. And she fed them. And you know, cereal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. I let them have cereal the whole day. Anyway, I remember those things vividly. And I remember also thinking, even as a tiny baby all the way, you know, kids' feet began to smell, especially when they wear Crocs. It smells like vinegary. It's a nasty smell. Well, his feet never stunk ever, ever, ever. And I would always tell him, your feet smell so good all the time. They never stink. Hmm. Okay. Well, we come back, you know, I, we moved back to the States in 2017. So that year, you know, my mom passed away. My dad's, uh, my dad, my husband's dad also passed away in January from cancer, but he had already been diagnosed three years before. So, you know, it was a really tough year mm-hmm. and I was, you know, we were, we were beat up emotionally, and I'm sure the kids felt it. Yeah. So we went back to El Paso and we decided to drive because we had a suburban. We decided to drive from El Paso to the East Coast where we live. And I'll tell you where we live. We live in Virginia, mm-hmm. and that's like a three day drive. During those three, during that, the first day, I remember looking at him and he, I could see his ribs. Like I could see he had like a, not not his rib. Well, yeah, like I looked at him from behind. He was so thin and he, his little ribs would stick out. And I, I kind of thought and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's never been this thin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're in a car for 12 hours a day and he kept wanting to go to the restroom. And we were like, no, it's ridiculous. It was like. Every half hour. So we had him go in water bottles, empty water bottles, and he would fill them up and he would want more water. And he was eating a lot. And I remember I actually had a type one student when I was teaching because I did teach, you know, face to face. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about the type one student. He was an eighth grader. And I, he would always have to go to the nurse, you know, I think it was right after lunch. So he would always walk in late. And I felt so bad for him because he missed so much material. And I asked him, hey, how'd you know that you had type one? Like, what were the symptoms? And he told me, oh, I was drinking a lot of water. I was really hungry, but I wouldn't gain weight. And, you know, bam, that hit me in the Suburban. I was like, we were driving and I'm like, oh my God, could it be? And I looked up the symptoms and it said type one. But, you know, like you like you've said on the podcast you don't know like I didn't know anything about type 1 sure but i'm like it's probably type 1 and i had no sense of urgency i didn't realize how severe he was already in dka or starting dka or
0: mm-hmm.
1: something something
0: i mean i think if you're seeing his ribs we were pretty far along you know we
1: were and yeah. you know he's a he's a thick kid right. he's always been a chubby kid like he's just built big like right. big boned and this—that's not the case for my teenager, and that's not the case for my seven-year-old. They're really thin, but him and my little girl—oh my goodness—they're—they're. They're, you can tell they're like hefty, mm-hmm. and it was unusual for him, for Santiago, to be so thin. But we kept driving. Whatever we had bought a house uh, online, like we had bought a house from Okinawa. We had never seen the house. So we had to sign papers, closing papers. When we got here, we had to sign closing papers and everything. So uh, I was like, okay, it was the weekend almost. And I said, you know, I'm going to, it was a Thursday that we got here. And I said, we went to sign the papers and he refused some cookies that they were offering him. And I was like, that's unlike him. And he was just kind of acting up. And and then on Friday, he slept the Once we finished the closing, you know, all the signing, all the closing papers and all Mm -hmm. that Friday, he slept the whole day, the entire day. He was asleep the whole day. And I remember getting very worried. And when I lifted his head, his little ear was um, like bent, like folded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you, when you have that and you're asleep, you wake up and it hurts Well, he didn't even wake up for that and that like i just i was like oh my gosh we got to take him to we got to take him somewhere right so my husband's like well you want me to buy a glucometer he's a nurse by the way (laughs) and i said yeah go ahead so he you know he he was out doing something i don't remember he came back to the house and we tested his blood sugar it was 419. oh goodness Hmm. We started crying. My husband started crying. And we just took him to the hospital. We didn't even know where the hospital was. You know, we had to use Google Maps because we just got here. Yeah. We show up at the hospital and my husband's still kind of in denial. Like, could it be a growth spurt? I'm like, no. (laughs) We know what it is. Right. And um it's funny the the doctor that saw us there she actually was a the doc uh our friend a friend of ours a doctor in okinawa and she had also come to same place in virginia and she's the one who who told us you know yeah he was in dka and was diagnosed then oh goodness that's such a hard story to tell sorry no no, you did a good job Uh,
0: thank you No. we
1: we We just got here, you know, then this type one diagnosis, my dad was supposed to leave like a week. Oh, my dad came with us. (laughs) He drove with us. And so he was supposed to leave like a week after we got here and he ended up staying like almost a month or two. Mm -hmm. Cause we needed him. You know, we were in the hospital with Santiago. We have no one here. You know, we don't know anybody. And thank god he was here cuz uh, you know i have three other kids the the little girl she's 5 mm. my teenager and my 7 year old and and well they needed someone and he was here and he helped thank god but that was a awful awful time but oh goodness i know it was super unrelated to the adhd i know they're completely different i don't think that the high blood sugars that he was experiencing were ever related to his behavior.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the the diabetes uh, came on as its own thing. It wasn't lingering for years and impacting his his
1: I don't know. I think it's two different things, yeah. Yeah. One of them is a brain, and the other one's the endocrine.
0: (laughs) It's interesting to listen to you talk about it, because you do this thing, which obviously a lot of people do, but I can hear you while you're talking how often you search for Triggers for things or reasons, like in the past, like you, I can feel you looking back, trying to figure out like what did this and what did that, and and I, I know I that do. can be burdensome.
1: It is, but you know, you you do a really good job on all the podcasts, kind of telling people, well, it wasn't your fault; it was kind of just going to happen, and and I've accepted that.
0: Yeah, it's still hard. But to when I to think about it,
1: yeah, I think back, it's like. Yeah, it really is. But anyway, that's the diagnosis story. Um,
0: that's crazy. But, and the
1: ADHD came back to haunt us. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, listen, I really do want to kind of focus on that for the rest of the way. So, yeah, what's it? What What are the impacts of ADHD and type one being together? How How does it mess with? It's you? very
1: difficult because so we put them on a new. Medication starting. I held him back actually with the diagnosis for, for the um, type one. He was supposed to go into third grade, but I wanted to hold him back in second grade because of this new diagnosis. And I knew the ADHD, and you know my mom. I had to be with my mom, and and I couldn't be there for the rest of the school year. He probably fell behind in school, mm-hmm. so I said I'm just going to keep him in second grade. So I did. This new teacher that he got assessed all over again, and yes, he has ADHD again. He um, he started on Stratera, okay, which is like it's not a stimulant, and I I, I actually uh, had what, joined a Facebook group, and they recommended that, and so I asked the doctor, and he's like, "All right, let's try it." Well. Mm. It did not do. I mean, the teacher would be like, "Yeah, he was a little better today," but no, emotionally, that I'm scared of that. He 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 started saying things like, "I wish I was never born." And I looked, and that one of the side effects is uh, suicidal tendencies. And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!"
0: Right. So we <laughs> Steered stopped.
1: clear. I'm like, "Nope, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care if it's a non-stimulant. No." Right. And so after that, uh. I don't remember who suggested Vivance. I think it was also a face and the same Facebook group. And so I started him on Vivance, and that has been the pill that's worked for us. That's been the medication that, that works for him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his brain chemistry or whatever. And sometimes, yeah, and it does take away the app, the uh, appetite, which it helps with the type one. <laughs> it actually, it does because yeah. you don't eat, you know, your blood sugars don't go up high. And so, it helps in in that manner but um but it uh,
0: what's well, interesting But it
1: also doesn't help that's him I was going to say um, he's high cuz he ate cereal and I didn't bolus him enough ugh, i'm so angry <laughs> no
0: don't be what do you mean you're angry
1: i i am because we have a, a endo appointment today
0: and so <laughs> I always am amused. I, I always am amused that people think that their endo is not going to understand if your blood sugar is not perfect. They see all your reports. They know it hasn't been perfect.
1: Yeah. No, no, it's not that. But I think, like, oh my gosh, you know, when he takes his A1C, this is going to affect it. And, nah, uh, and to, I've been no, doing such a, you know, we've been today, doing all right. Today,
0: today will affect the next A1C, not this one. Don't worry. You'll be all, all right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and by, my our endo, oh my gosh, she's amazing. We love her, but exactly. she's military. So I don't want to put her in your list.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Well, so you tried three, is it three or four different medications to get to the vivance
1: This this is the fourth one. Yeah. Vivance is the fourth one. So, yeah, it's not a, you know, oh, try this, it'll work. It's You also have to be a judge. Like, okay, well, is he improving in school and yeah. behavior? Like, you know, focus and behavior or is it just one or is it, you know, side effects or is it worth it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to us, the vivance is worth it. But like I said, it does affect his appetite. And and that could be difficult because, you know, uh, basal insulin is uh, like the more you eat, the more you'll, pr- basal you'll probably, be, probably need. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen on him. So like when he doesn't, and I don't, sometimes I don't give it to him on the weekends because um, I want him to eat although he's really he's chubby now so you know it it kind of helps with weight control too that's horrible to say but it it really does cuz he eats a lot and he and he does exercise but not as much and sometimes with you know with the your sugar being all over the place you're like okay exercise okay wait don't and so it's <laughs> not a consistent kind of thing yeah
0: it's a, it's interesting it's it's listed as a stimulant that can treat ADHD and a binge eating disorder
1: Oh, wow. That's yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I can see that.
0: Well, so, oh my gosh. First of all, are you okay? <laughs> because. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> because I would, I, how are the other three kids? Anything going on with them?
1: Oh, God. It's so funny you ask because right now I'm very overwhelmed. My teenager is having issues with IBD. The, like The doctor hasn't diagnosed him with IBD, but it's kind of there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he got a colonoscopy, he got an endoscopy and inflammations there. And he said, he doesn't want to call it a, uh, you know, Crohn's yet because he doesn't kind of want to label him yet. Okay. And so he's giving him some medication to see if it kind of goes away and see what happens. Wow. But yeah, that one. Yes. And my seven year old, he's, uh, he's got like asthma, like, and I wouldn't call it like real true asthma. Cause I know what true asthma is this is more like he gets a cold and he's like wheezing right now cuz he he just got a cold he's got that then and there's food allergies too peanut allergy with him and then my teenager's got food allergies also just it is a
0: lot so ibd asthma type 1 adhd food mm-hmm. allergies does your husband or you have any of these things no Anybody in the family line that you're aware of?
1: There's a, a lot of type 2. Like his mom side of the family is heavy type 2. She's got type 2. She's in... What do you, what do you call Dialysis. Mm-hmm. And stage. And stage renal.
0: But no other <laughs> autoimmune stuff? It. Like celiac or thyroid?
1: Thyroid, yes. My mom.
0: Uh-huh. Hypo. All right.
1: My dad my dad's brothers have type two and it's not, it does like, it's not from obesity or anything. They look,
0: they just have it. their
1: weight is fine. Yeah. It's like type two diabetic, but they're, you know how type two is always associated with weight and all that, but they're not, they're, I mean, they're not super obese or anything. They're, you would look at them and you'd, Think they're
0: yeah. fine but somebody's weight's not a good indicator of whether or not they have type 2 diabetes it's just no, how people it's not. tend to think about it but there's a yep. lot of like so look um adhd you know is talked about as an inflammatory problem um which then leads that to be autoimmune food allergies yes. can be autoimmune type 1 is autoimmune asthma by the way is autoimmune um and so is irritable bowel so yeah you guys have like a cornucopia of uh, it's there of different yeah. things. No kidding. Jeez. Yep. How old? But we your... dodged them. You and my, I your...
1: mean my husband and I dodged them. I don't know how.
0: So I don't know anything about this, but it makes me wonder if it's sort of like one of those things, like recessive and dominant genes, and two of one get together and make another. I don't know if that's possible or not. Maybe I might be talking out of my butt, but um, that's fascinating <laughs> that they have that. There's so many kids with different stuff. And yet, you you guys are just untouched by it. That's really fascinating.
1: <laughs> it is weird. But, you know, let, let me tell you something. My grandmother on my mom's side, mm-hmm. she lived to 106. So, and with no medical issues.
0: Jeez. She sounds lucky. So, uh, uh,
1: by, by the way, but she was, um, well, they call it Indian, but native american from mm-hmm. mexico mm-hmm. and so you know she got a lot of i guess good blood or yeah like,
0: what, leave people outside for ate? enough generations oh, no. they toughen up uh, <laughs> no, no that's um well that's a real crazy line it really is that's a lot of- and let
1: me let, let me mention something else ahead, my please. grandma yes
0: oh, I'm sorry no i meant go ahead please
1: oh uh, yeah. th- my grandma ha- my so my mom told me this story she had like eight kids, but she had other kids that died, you know, as kids, but the one that, that, and that was back then, it was like normal that they died before the age of three, Mm -hmm. let's say, but she had one that died at the age of eight. Hmm. And I, you know, my mom's gone, so I can't ask her and she never knew about Santiago's, you know, because it happened after she passed away um, about that son of you know, her brother that passed away at the age of eight i i always i'm like always thinking about that could it have been like type one
0: yeah and I mean, they didn't know could have been any number of these things honestly without <laughs> uh, without yeah. medical intervention you know we we talk about it here sometimes you know in our house um and i don't say it a ton on the podcast but uh Three of the four people in my immediate family would not be alive without modern medicine and intervention on some level or not. My wife grew up with terrible ear infections that clearly 200 years ago would have killed her. I had my um, appendix, you know, went south on me, which before surgery would have killed me. And Arden has type one diabetes, which would have, you know, by the way. I know this is crazy, but I was right by mistake, and now everyone's going to probably think I'm an idiot. But Arden was diagnosed on August twenty second, two thousand and six, which was oh, there you go a month a month after her, um, her birthday. But I didn't remember that when I was talking to you just now. I had to look on my own blog to the first time I ever wrote something on a blog, which was August sixteenth, two thousand and seven, wow. and I start I started off by saying, you know, that I w- haven't been able to sleep for about a year. Uh, and then Arden's about to be a type one for one year on August 22nd. And then I'm starting a blog. Isn't that crazy? 2007. Because wow. <laughs> yeah. um, what is it? That's 2021, isn't it? You want to do the math on that? Hold on. Three gets you to 10. one's 11. You add 11 to uh-huh. three. You get 14. I've been doing this for 14 years. Um Yes, between the blogging and because she's that
1: 16, stuff. so yeah, and See? she was too when she was bl- So yeah. you
0: you knew better than I did. I had to figure it out. You were <laughs> able to pick through it. It's interesting. You can figure out my stuff, uh, but not your own stuff, and I can't. No, because
1: I'm like thinking, of it. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting over here trying to figure out everything that's happening to my family as well. Um, it's so over- we're
1: almost twinsies.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we all are. Um, it, and it, can, it <laughs> seriously, it can be. It's completely. I was going to say it can be overwhelming, but it is overwhelming because, you know, you look out the door and you think, well, that guy's okay. You know, like I look at my neighbor, my neighbor seems fine. Uh, you know, probably doesn't have any problem in the world. Talking to him one day, he's had uh, hypothyroidism for like nine years. It's a guy in his like, yeah, you just early 60s. don't know. Mm. My other neighbor, like literally, the, we're you know, close, as close to these people as you can beat up neighbors. Um, and if, if one of my other neighbors wouldn't ever have told me, I never would have known she had breast cancer. You oh, know? wow. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it's inside your home, it's easy to feel like, oh, stuff is happening to us. It's just to us. Um, but a lot of people have stuff like this. And I mean, there's that like pie in the sky feeling like that, you know, they're, you know, your great great grandmother, whoever, who lived to like 300 years old, but it just, th- that's not the norm. That's, you know, it just isn't the norm to live your whole life a hundred years and not get sick ever. Um
1: No, not anymore anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well and especially well, especially when you're you're saying just a couple of generations ago, people were losing their children like, you know, like they were yeah, like they right. were losing their iPhone down a, a, a couch cushion. Just, you know, like, oh yep. where's that one? Where'd this one go? Three, eight, you know, people died. Um, so now you get to stay alive longer and you find out what happens. Sure. You, need, you need some medical intervention, <laughs> you know. And and I think that seriously, yep. seriously though, you have to say, I'm alive. I get to live a life. It's it it's, Sometimes yeah. it's not the perfect one, but it the there is no alternative to, you know, the opposite of being alive is not existing. So there's there's no alternative <laughs> except to take you know the cards you're dealt and do the best you can with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I. Uh, <laughs> And I take that, like, that's how your podcast, believe it or not, has helped me see, like, not see that, but feel that and and push through it and not feel, like, sorry for myself or sorry for our family. But just – and I tell my teenager that because, you know, he's going through a lot. He also has, like, anxiety issues and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I tell him because he's like, oh, how could other people just enjoy? And, you know, we're yeah, – I'm stuck here. And I go – we just got to work with what we have and that's all and try to, to do the best that we can with what it is. Cause I tell him you're very smart boy, you know, you're intelligent. You will go other places that that others won't, who might be having fun right now. So you got to kind of, like you say, play the cards you're dealt because we have other, other strengths that others might not. And so you, you, push through and you, you know, just don't even think about all the stuff you're going through. Well, you do think about it, but I'm saying, you know, it's okay. We'll get through this.
0: Yeah. You can't let it weigh on you. And you have to understand too, that the thing you dreamt about that that maybe isn't your dream. You know what I mean? Just because when you're nine years old, you think to yourself like, oh, I know what I'm going to do when I grow up. I'm going to do this. And it doesn't work out that way. You know, it's funny when it doesn't work out that way. Most people just pivot, but when it doesn't work out that way because of a health issue, you feel like it was taken from you. You, you know, like I mean, listen, yeah. How many kids play a, a sport? You know, as a as young kids, right? There's most of them, but you know, when you're 25 and you haven't played soccer since you were 11, you don't think that somebody came along and stole your soccer dream away. You think, you know, <laughs> well, I, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't, you know. Uh, it ended up I wasn't a college soccer player. I'm not a professional soccer player. Whatever it ends up being, um, but when you have a dream of doing something and then a medical thing gets in your way, you think, "Well, now this has been taken from me." Not, not like, not just that the natural progression of my life didn't lead me in this direction. And it's you know I understand. Yeah, why. you know
1: it, it, that that really speaks to me because I feel like I've felt that the diagnosis like the type one diagnosis kind of took my career away like I was thinking okay well, when we go back to the states I will find a, a face to you know like a real not, not, not that virtual is not real no, but like right a teeth. face-to-face yeah. job as a teacher again because I love teaching high school and I, I had that in mind I'm like yeah I'm gonna do that and bam, type one. No, you're not. (laughs) And that's how I felt. (laughs) Oh, no,
0: it's not it's not inaccurate because it is what happened. I mean, I don't most of my life is not what I expected. And a majority of that is because of diabetes. Some of it's because of other people's health issues and and the way they lead you into certain like it just it is what it is. You know, my, my life did not turn out like a television show. That's for certain, right? Like I am not, you know, but
1: well, kind of though, like a movie. Well, well yours yeah, for it's, it anyway, because now movie you got though, this really successful that, podcast.
0: <laughs> it's more like a horror movie, but uh, but no, but you know what I mean. Like it's not just like everybody's not smiling, and we don't have a little pot roast right, at the right. end of the evening, and then sit around the fire, and you know, then dad comes home and trips over the ottoman. It's not like that, uh. You know, it's um, it's like a real life. It's it's. It is. And I
1: I agree the, and also the type one, the, all these health issues, it also, they take a toll on, on, on the marriage. You know, I find myself getting so angry at my husband over dumb things like what, like this, like, okay. Like this morning I, I go, I grab my coffee. um, I grab my coffee creamer and I love, I don't drink like the regular milk based. I like the, the almond, um, coffee creamer so i buy my own and i buy him his french vanilla you know gross milk based one and mine is almost empty and i'm like why has he been using my coffee creamer i he i bought him his it's right there it's full and <laughs> Nydia, dumb I, things like that
0: yeah i want to tell you something right now okay when you started telling that story every married guy listening was like uh-oh <laughs> here it comes and, and interestingly the women listening who are married are Like, oh, Nidia's crazy. I would never do anything like that, <laughs> but you all do. I just want you to know that we all do. Oh, we yeah, do. Like, like, everybody, every time you hear somebody else say something and you're like, oh, that's weird, you do the same thing, you just probably do it around something different. Nidia, you're crazy. Let's let the guy eat the, the coffee creamer and just stop it. Don't worry about it. Just go buy it.
1: more. <laughs> yeah. I know, just go buy more,
0: but no, but not, not, listen, not crazy, maybe crazy to believe that somehow this is going to change. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the interesting <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, I mean, how many times do you need to see something before you say to yourself, I should lose this expectation? <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's all. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to say there. That's um, I think that happens to both sexes uh, in, a, in, a, in a standard marriage between a man and a woman. I think that I could get your husband on here and he would tell 25 stories of weird things oh, you yeah, do that easily. It, Right. And yeah. And you can do the same thing. So I don't know. But
1: yeah, we also like we we also fight. (laughs) Well, these see that those little arguments then go blow up into bigger fights. And and for example, I don't even know what we were fighting about. But but the fact that I take care of Santiago and he has kind of nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. came up. And I don't mind.
0: Did it come up when you brought it up, by the way?
1: I don't remember okay. if I I don't think I did. Cuz I think he might. You have. think
0: he started the conversation by saying, "You know, I'm not really involved in this diabetes thing at all." <laughs> no, that's cuz that sounds like something I'd, <laughs> I'd shut up about if I was him. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I Can you believe I don't even remember how it came up, but he's like it he it really ticked me off. He's like, "You take care of him because I let you." If I took care of him, I'd probably be doing a better job than you. <gasps> oh. He pushed my buttons.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what you should do? Don't buy him any more Creamer and hide yours. <laughs> I think that's what you got to do. I
1: could easily hide it. See?
0: <laughs> Let him live without Creamer for a couple of weeks and see what happens.
1: We well, were just jabbing at each other that day, you know? And then, but he really knew. How to get to me that day, and I was so angry.
0: Yeah, now I think that, I think uh, I
1: told him. I said, "Oh, make sure Santiago Bolus is for this." And I said, "Oh, but you don't know because we're we're using Loop actually." Mm-hmm. And so he was very against it, and he's like, "It's not FDA certified." Blah blah blah. I said, "That's okay. I, I think I know what I'm doing now. You know, after three years and a lot of podcast listening." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he's like, "It's not FDA approved. I don't." I don't want to do that. And so I tried it in November, the loop. Mm-hmm. And then it's it was overwhelming back then cuz you know, you've said it. I heard those podcasts with uh, the first one with Jenny where you said if I didn't have you I'd quit in a week.
0: Oh yeah, I wouldn't have well, done I, it for, I wouldn't have done it for 6 days I don't think without having somebody to like I, lean on.
1: I quit in a week, <laughs> especially cause I, I think I tried to show him something and he's like, I'm not learning that it's not FDA approved or something like that, you know, some flippant thing. And I, I oh my gosh, I was so angry and I tried to do it, but his, you know, how you bolus food and it kind of goes high. And, and I tried open and then his, um, his cannula went off and then his blood sugar was like 400. And I was like, oh my God, it just went really bad and then I didn't have support from him so I was like forget it so I quit but then I came back to it <laughs> in December
0: I think the real and thing I was like we've learned mm-hmm. here in this hour is that um if you're by yourself it's lonely and when you're other when you're with other people you find yourself thinking I wonder what it would be like to be lonely <laughs> 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 Um. Yeah, yeah but i
1: i mean i would never i uh, yeah, no, would yeah you would never you would never what yeah. kill
0: him and put him in a small box that's not what you were gonna never. say is it no no of course not <laughs> I, it's you know listen you're you're
1: not, how, no we would i don't i don't think i'd love ever, i wouldn't leave him no
0: no i'm not saying that how how long have you been married
1: 20 okay to
0: 98 yeah you're in the 25 year range
1: almost 20 yeah this 21, 22, 23,
0: 23 years. Yeah. All you have to do is make it through like the next five or six years and this will all just fade away again. <laughs> 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 then you can just, then you can just stare at each other until it's over. It'll be nice. Finally, there'll be nothing to I, argue about.
1: <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: you guess. <laughs> no, I, I think it's interesting when, um when you've been together with somebody for so long um, and it's so, it just, there's a decision you make in your head when, when you start ha- like my wife will say something and I'll have to think to myself, like, do I want to fight about that? And then most of the time I go, no, I don't. And then I just, you know, I artfully move past it. I'm sure she does the same thing with me. Um, but there's that once in a while where something gets said and you're like, mm, yeah, I'm going to plant a flag on this hill and fight for a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. right, You're right. That does happen. happen. I'm like, okay, whatever. (laughs) He's angry, or yeah, he's tired from work. Let it go.
0: It never, and it never ends well. I have never once thought, let me fight this fight, and then at the end, thought, well, that went well. I'm glad I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Never once. It's never happened to me. I've always regretted it afterwards. Um, My therapist. So okay, okay, I won't fight. uh, Is your phone? I don't avoid it. I did you. By any chance unlock your iphone it's making a weird i'm getting a weird noise on your end let me see,
1: let me see. No. no i didn't
0: no? all right well then but
1: i, would, I was leaning back chair. on the chair that might that might have been making some noise
0: no no this is very electronic noise something's interfering with us all of a sudden um but anyway it does you know what it's good it's a it's a good time to say goodbye anyway um because we've been at it for a while i i, I want to say this uh, Nidia I I really appreciate you coming on. Most people who end up coming on telling their stories about things like ADHD and diabetes or just recently I've been having a conversation with someone about like oh I need you to have a you know talk to somebody about PCOS. I want everyone to realize there's there's no there there are no like people with magic answers out in the world. And and you have people on to have these conversations to find similarities and maybe be able to pick through them and you know get a couple of ideas here or there or at least just feel comfortable that somebody else is living the same existence but there are not a lot of magic people with answers like I think that's a um a construct of you know like major media like we're going to bring on this expert now who's going to tell you how to do this and it just doesn't really exist whether it's you know ADHD or type one diabetes or anything like that, you're just going to hear ideas and hopefully some of them are going to meld into your life. And once in a while we get super lucky, right? And we find Jenny. Um, But for the most part, you know, when there are issues that have so many varying approaches, I mean, look at this with ADHD, you know, four medications to find an answer for your son. um, You just got to hear the stories and figure out what's going on. But, you know, I'm, I guarantee you that this started with Nidia saying like, I, I hope you can, can we have an episode with someone with ADHD? I need to hear from somebody with ADHD. And she turns out she's the person you're hearing from. So I really appreciate you doing it. No
1: problem. No problem. And, I, and I, one, more, one thing more thing I want to add. You want
0: to add. Nidia, sorry, you can't, sorry, yeah, you can't though, because your, is... your voice is completely bonkers. Um, if you, oh, if oh. you really have something you want to say, I'll disconnect and, re, and we can reconnect and try it.
1: Sure, Sure. Cause I, cause I do. because
0: I do. Okay, so. All right, say hello. Hello. Ah, there we go. All
1: right. I just wanted to share something with you. Please, yeah. Um, so I'm in a, I'm in your Facebook group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm in another, I'm like in three, four, type one Facebook groups, and I'm in this one that call that's called T1D Moms, I think. Okay. So you know they ask questions, you want, or, you know, or you ask questions and they answer. And this uh, young lady, she asked. A question. She said something about you know my daughter's always in the two hundreds. I'm not comfortable. And I replied, "Oh, you probably just need more insulin." Um, and she had said that her doctor said that for her daughter's weight, that that was you know what she was given was enough was supposed to be enough. So I that's what I I said. Weight doesn't it doesn't matter how much she weighs. Everyone's needs are different. So she ends up messaging me like privately. Mm-hmm. And we start, you know, talking and I, I did a Scott on her
0: <laughs> Talk and the-
1: I, I'm actually helping her. Yeah. We upped her Lantis. I mean, obviously I tell her, you know, I would do this right. if I were you and, you know, I've heard, and I told her about your podcast. She listens now.
0: Oh, but well, hello.
1: <laughs> and her name's Marisa, and she she's like, yeah, I don't mind you using me. Uh, and I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, your podcast has not only helped myself, but now I feel like you do. Like it, it made me feel so good. I, I'm, you know, upping her lantis and helping her with all these boluses has really helped her daughter. I think she was at an 8.5 A1C last time she went three months ago. And with just like almost two weeks of help she just went in and her A1c was uh, 7.5 well,
0: that's astonishing and it
1: was, yeah it was only two weeks of me helping her and she said she used to be in the two three you know 200s hovering on the 200s and her nurse practitioner is like don't give her insulin you know three hours every three hours every three hours do the correction and don't feed her more than 45 carbs and and I said that's baloney feed her whatever you want <laughs>
0: How long has her child had diabetes? 10 months. Okay. Well, and, I, but,
1: but the, but the nurse practitioner was not being helpful. Not even in this last um, appointment she had, she says, she said the nurse practitioner was like, well, <laughs> no, don't give her insulin unless she eats and don't correct only after three hours, only 45 grams of carbs. And she didn't even give her a Omnipod. Um, I'm thinking in Spanish. the Prescription. Okay. Until she goes to to class and I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky not to have a, you know, to our endo, you know, just gives me what I want. And here's this uh, nurse practitioner not letting her get what she wants. And I understand, you know, some, she wanted to give her the in pen just to track her, her information. Mm -hmm. But I was like, don't pay for something that you're not going to use. You want the Omnipod, just get the Omnipod.
0: That interesting. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of diagnosis, you you, you get sometimes sketchy help, and then it mm-hmm. takes a little time to figure out if that's going to be the quality of care all along, or if they were easing you into it. You know, I never know which is... You'll never know which it is in the beginning, but it's wonderful that you guys found each other. Yeah, really and, cool. I,
1: and so thank you. You not only helped, you know, me, and you... Let me tell you just one more thing. You help people not only like with the management, but for me, it's emotionally. <clears throat> excuse me. You you have helped a lot, you know, with the, and I can't tell you specifically how, but I'll, a lot of the things that you say just really helped me get comfortable. And I've gotten comfortable where I'm at. I might even consider uh, studying to be a diabetes educator, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't we'll know see. where you're gonna find time for that, but that'll be amazing if you did that.
1: It, it might happen one day.
0: <laughs> good for you. Well, I listen, that is very kind of you to share with me. I really appreciate it. I'm no happy. Problem. I'm so happy that the podcast has been valuable for you and then it allowed you to, you know, be valuable in somebody else's life. That is really the goal, is that for people to talk about this in a way that's not restrictive to their their good health outcomes. So I, agree. I can't, I can't well, reach thank everybody. You. No, you're I can't believe you're thanking me but that's very kind you're welcome uh it means a lot no, to me i don't know what to it, say it makes me feel weird. yeah
1: thank you well just again thanks again for everything all your experience all your years of experience and just kind of giving it out for free
0: nice but hey there's advertisers <laughs> i it's not it's not like i am you know i'm getting paid it's just not by you <laughs> I, I feel yeah. very strangely about um I don't know if this is not really a critique about others, but there's a real trend in social media right now to charge people for the things, you know, and I just don't, I don't have that in me. I don't understand. I could never do that. Like I could never say like media, guess what? For just $69 a month, you can be in my Facebook group and ask <laughs> people like I, or, you know, we'll, we'll have a zoom meeting and you, I just, I don't get all that. Like I'm not, maybe it's just generationally misses me, but I have more of a capitalist mind. I think if I put out something that's quality, I could sell an ad on it, and then you can get the information. I can be covered for my time, and everybody wins. Is how it seems to me. So, um, yeah,
1: that's that's been the case.
0: Yeah, no. I, and being completely clear, prior to the last couple of years of the podcast, I I've never taken an ad in my life. Like when I started that blog back in two thousand and seven, people offered me ads, and I was like, no, nah, it's okay. Like I don't like I didn't need it to do the, to, to make the blog, like, you know, but the podcast has become a, um, an amount of time that, that, you know, I had to give away other ways that we were supporting ourselves. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it ends up being what it is. Um, but I really appreciate that. It's really kind of you. I'm thrilled. Honestly, I don't sound thrilled because I, I don't modulate my voice around this because I usually, uh, I usually just get embarrassed, but um, it's really <laughs> no, cool, really cool no, to hear that. You I just wanted to share.
1: That. I, I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty neat that she trusted me <laughs> to guide her and, and they're doing great.
0: Well, so, you know what happened? You get desperate enough. You're just like, all right, say it again. What now?
1: It's just, yeah. Yeah. I think she was like, she was, she knew she could do better. And I told her she's a great mom for trying. Yes. Yeah, for searching and trusting somebody.
0: I agree. Well, so, I want to wish you a ton of luck and everybody in your house a lot of luck. And how long have you been in Virginia now?
1: Uh, this is our third, no, wait. We're going on our fourth year now. So, yeah, we extended. So it was supposed to be only three years, but with the diagnosis and everything, I'm like, I know I had enough. Let me just stay, stay somewhere still. for
0: well, six years. I have a question before I let you go and a comment. So, my mm-hmm. question is how did it end up buying a house sight unseen? Did that work out? It did. Oh good. We love
1: the house, yeah. Good,
0: good, good. And a long time ago in our conversation, it's gotta be forty five minutes ago, you were trying to come up with the word impulsive and you stop yes. and you stopped to find it. And after you found it, you said thank you out loud. Who were you thanking? Myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a voice in your head, that's all. <laughs>
1: No, you know I'm bilingual, so like I, like I, sometimes like I for words. forget words. Yeah, and I search and I search and I'm like, oh, where is it?
0: So I kind that's of what imagined. I, I imagined that's what you were doing. I just didn't know who you thanked at the end. I was like, I didn't know if you had a friend named Patty that lives on your shoulder. You're like, thank you, Patty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Yeah, but that's
0: just my little wellness check for you. You seem like you're okay, so never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs>
0: Well first of all let's thank Nidia for coming on the show and doing such a terrific job. I had a great time talking to her. I hope you enjoyed listening. I also want to thank Touched by Type 1 and remind you to go to touchedbytype1.org or find them on Facebook and Instagram. And then all those series that I told you about. Remember the diabetes pro tip series, defining diabetes, algorithm pumping, diabetes variables, after dark how we eat. There are so many to choose from. Check them out at juiceboxpodcast.com. While you're there, click on the links for the sponsors. Support the show.